Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. You know, I think it is. Um, of course, you know, I finally have an idea of what our offense is. So instead of just, you know, training to throw outs, slants, just the basic routes, I know what, you know, what actions we're going to be using, what protections we're going to be using. So I can just focus on, you know, more in detail stuff within our offense. So I think, you know, uh, me with the full off, off season with that, you know, with uh, knowing the information that I do now about our offense and what we're going to be running, I think, you know, there's a bunch of excitement for next year. And um, even the guys, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, they're knowing what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be running. So, uh, I mean, they can focus on just the details within the offense and stuff like that and really just get that cleaned up. Justin Fields breaking it down on the Part of My Take podcast during Super Bowl week. Zach Seidman alongside Anthony Heron. We're in for Parkinson Spiegel on this holiday Monday. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by our local Hyundai dealers. And we want you to join us. Again, 312-644-6767. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And there is something in what Justin Fields says that I don't think we talk about enough. It's the fact that for the first time and since his last year at Ohio State, he will be in the same offensive system two consecutive years. Mm-hmm. That has to matter. You would certainly think it should. Yeah, I mean, it, it does just historically with the quarterback position to to be able to to master a system and get accustomed to, you know, and he even referenced it at one point uh, last week, just where Luke Getze as a first-time play caller got more accustomed to what Justin does well, what the entire offense did well. Justin got more abreast of the system itself and facing more and more NFL defenses. So you know, all these things end up mattering. They're, they're all just sort of pieces of, of the puzzle where, where you're hoping to see continued development from the Bears quarterback. If the Bears quarterback is Justin Fields. And I laugh because I, I don't believe the Bears are going to pivot this offseason mm-hmm. from Justin Fields. But last week, I don't think it was a coincidence that you had several national people from reporters to hosts. Clearly, it's there's a buzz out there because someone is feeding that buzz. And maybe those people from Hallis Hall are doing it to, to get the conversation going. Mm-hmm. 
Why? I still haven't been able to figure it out. But there was the talk last week that maybe the Bears should restart the clock, the rookie contract clock, if you're talking about a general manager who didn't pick this quarterback. Right. You have a guy that, that could be a a special quarterback in Bryce Young. <laughs> I say could be because we don't know because mm-hmm. there are people that think that Justin Fields could be that special quarterback. We know he's a dynamic runner, mm-hmm. but quarterback's more than just running. I, I, I do think, because you've kind of mentioned it in that context a couple of times, he, he, he did. There were, there were stretches where he threw the ball really well this season also. Like the, he showed elite running ability. He hasn't shown elite consistency as a passer, but with the, the limited you know, receiving playmakers around, and there was a stretch, the, the eight-game stretch. I pointed it out at some point late in the season last year. I think it was – Oh, it was after the regular season finale. I was doing uh, the post post show, and like there was an eight game stretch from the, the I think New it was England the game? yeah the New England game to the Buffalo game where he completed. I don't remember all the exact numbers off the top of my head. Check somebody can check my Twitter and see, but it was like sixty eight percent completions, twelve touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, you know, he was he was throwing the ball consistently well for a stretch of the season there it you know he didn't he didn't look like Patrick Mahomes game in and game out but I I don't think we should shortchange that there was d- definitive like definite growth from Justin Fields as a quarterback as a passing quarterback during the season like his rating was nearly a hundred throughout that eight game stretch as well from remembering correctly and through and he's done this his entire life throws a beautiful deep ball beautiful deep ball and when he's locked in and understands w- what's happening out there, that's when you see those beautiful pass plays. And then everyone, they, no one ever hesitates to go on Twitter. Hey, look at all these flash plays from Justin. Yeah, Fitt. but Don't no, tell me no, you can't throw. no one hesitated on Twitter anytime that there was like, hey, let's circle some open guy who Justin Fields should have thrown. The-. Like it happened both ways because that's, of course. that's just Twitter. Like that's, if, that, you know, it's not your, it, when the it, Bears score 12 points and then, hey, there, here's that third and eight where the Bears didn't believe in their quarterback because they ran a draw. Or, 100%. You know, that, it, look, it happens both ways. It's America, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, people believe what they want to believe. I, I just think the reality is there's there's a guy here who is talented. You believe there's more. I, I think whether you, you think Justin Fields is the answer or not, I think there is a rightful belief that there's a lot more there, right? So mm-hmm. I get all the people that say, hey, see it through. Surround him with more talent. Look at what he did in year two as an NFL player. Imagine how much growth you'll see in year three after what we saw in year two. That's a really great thing to say, and it very well could happen at an extremely high level. But I think you also have to take a look at the fact that the Bears do have the number one overall pick in the draft. And I have heard, and this is what I I wanted to talk to you Mm -hmm. about, I've heard people compare Bryce Young, NFL people, Mm -hmm. compare him to Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. Is it fair? I like that comp. I think that's a good one. Now, you know, Drew Brees... And I'm sure Drew Brees would probably admit this. I, I don't believe Drew Brees would have like flourished in every single environment he was in in the NFL because his first like five years of his career, when he was what was it four or five years in San Diego, mm-hmm. he wasn't exactly flourishing there. There's a reason the Chargers are so willing and able to just move on from Drew Brees. Then you get Sean Payton as your head coach and an organization that believes in you. You get surrounded by some offensive talent. You put a Hall of Fame career together. Um, you know, Bryce Young, Drew Brees comparison. I, I like it because I do think. And I would not be shocked at all if we end up seeing, you know, we're looking back 20 years from now, somebody says Bryce Young put a Hall of Fame career together. I think he's an exceptional talent. 
physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things I was referencing in the previous segment that are important as a quarterback and in stature, similar in stature to Drew Brees. And for the time Drew Brees came out, uh, he came out in the same – actually, our rookie years were the same. He came out in the same cycle with Mike Vick, where Michael Vick uh, in 2001, obviously he was the most mobile of mobile quarterbacks at that time. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees wasn't that. But as far as like at that time, a, a guy with with pure functional mobility, both within the pocket and could extend the play laterally, do some of those things. He had no problems moving around, but he was very adept as a passer. And as he progressed, as he matured, he became one of these guys who who was that true point guard on the football field, just directing all the traffic, putting the ball on the money, regardless of who his playmakers were around him. But it did take Drew Brees some time to develop into that. It wasn't some instant thing for him. No, and it, it took it took Jalen Hurts a little bit of time to develop into what we saw on Super Bowl Sunday. It it, it took jo- Josh Allen a little bit of time to develop into the, the kind of of passer he became. And I, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes had a year to yeah. sit and truly learn. He wasn't rushed into it the way yeah. Justin Fields was uh, immediately when clearly he was not ready yeah. to to perform. And he has Andy Reid and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all that. Yeah. Yes. Right. All right. 312 644 6767 is the phone number. So, those are just some of the things uh, that are taking place behind the scenes at Hallis Hall. Let's go out to the phones and we'll begin with Daryl, who is listening to us in Virginia on 670thescore.com and the Odyssey app. Hi, Daryl. You're on the score. Hi. Hi, guys. I almost forgot what I wanted to say. But uh, the Houston uh, Texans. I think that you know, I want to talk about Justin Fields also, but I think now would be the time where we're coming close to where I think the Bears should go ahead and pull the trigger and trade that first overall pick for the for uh, the Texans uh, uh, first and second and let the other teams uh, for, uh, what, a good month uh, uh, try to uh, uh, redo their draft boards to uh, – to value, you know, to, to try to draft a quarterback. And then that makes that makes the second-tier quarterbacks valuable is what I'm trying to say. So if they trade now, it's enough time for them to make that second-round pick, the talk of the town. And I think Justin Fields is fabulous. If you look at his first four games, he, 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 he didn't even try to run the ball. And he, all, and he still almost broke. Uh, the NFL rushing record for for a quarterback. I think. Thanks for the call, Daryl. I, I I think. Listen, you have to allow free agency to to come first. There there's going to be a, a a quarterback merry-go-round that takes place right now. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is meeting with teams. He's the first guy, right? That that has the ability to sign anywhere. What's Aaron Rodgers? Has he? By the way, has he left the the darkness? I assume he's still in in darkness somewhere. I, I don't know that for sure. Uh, I can can try to poke and pry with some sources and, and confirm if he has returned to the light as, as of yet. Uh, if there's a fork in the road somewhere, maybe he's still blindfolded. I don't know, but uh, but yes, Aaron Rodgers will be one of those quarterback dominoes, as will Derek Carr, uh, as will likely Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, some veteran guys with with some resumes that that folks are going to you know, peruse a bit and just see whether or not it makes sense to try and bring one of these guys in to, to be your starter for next season. Uh, and who knows, you know, what else? Who else may hit the market in the weeks to come here? But, you know, I mean, I, I think the Bears moving off the number one pick right now, 
let let the other teams fall in love with these quarterbacks first, just to see, you know, how much and and frankly, you know, to your point, gives the Bears an opportunity to evaluate the quarterbacks as well. Like I, I think I've been saying this the entire time. Due diligence makes sense. I just I don't think we're gonna live in the world where where the Bears are gonna look at one of these QBs and their current roster and say, yeah, this makes sense. Let's let's bring in Bryce Young because he's gonna, you know, make make us better with what we have right now, as opposed to seeing if we can accumulate more capital so we can bolster this roster more quickly, you know, by by having more and more talent available to us. You know what's scary? What happens if Houston decides to sign one of the veteran quarterbacks who could be available? Like Jimmy G will will be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And there is familiarity there with the new head coach, Domingo right. Ryans. What happens if, if the Texans sign one of these veteran quarterbacks? And that, that changes, you know, yeah. this, this hall of picks that people think right. the Bears are going to get for the number one overall selection, that may not be the case. If you know that Houston isn't taking a quarterback mm-hmm. at two, now if you're the Colts or the Panthers, you don't have to trade with the Bears for the number one overall pick. Um, I, I suppose there's always the concern that if you only trade to two, <laughs> then someone else is going to come and, and get the number one spot. So, I mean, the Bears are in the most powerful position that's plausible, but I suppose if someone were willing to stop it too and just kind of place their bets that, you know, because if, if Houston doesn't need a quarterback and the Bears don't need a quarterback, I, I think you could make the same case about either spot. Like, all right, so we don't think Houston's drafting a QB. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you wouldn't necessarily still consider moving ahead of them, but I suppose it does at least take another team off the board that, that, may, be, that may seem at the moment quarterback star. And how do you make the – the NFL believe that the Bears could be potentially looking at a quarterback with the number one overall pick to convince them to get out of there. I mean, that, that rumor mill that you're referencing, that's a part of that equation. It's all it's felt to me the entire time. I was saying this to Dan and Lawrence just as the, the season was ending, that the more plausible route, I think, for the Bears is just that the interest of other teams in the quarterbacks in this draft cycle in getting to the number one spot because they are – you know, QB starved. Like, is Atlanta QB starved at the moment? You know, who, who knows for sure? Because they have Marcus Mariota. What does that really is do Desmond for him? Ritter a guy that wowed him last year? Right. I mean, he certainly doesn't seem that that was the case there in Atlanta. But you, you mentioned, you know, the Colts and the Panthers, and there's a variety of teams that that could be in that position. We, you know, I don't think the Jets would end up doing it, especially because they're talking about these veteran QBs. But we have seen where we went back to back first round picks with the Cardinals. You know, and it's happened before. So, I mean, uh, th- there will be several teams who are looking for a quarterback who's going to be willing to give up the haul that Ryan Poles would likely be looking for you know, in the number one spot. Or, you know, it-, it wouldn't maximize the position as much as you might like. But if he comes out of the draft cycle and just says, you know what, Lawrence Taylor is here in this draft class. And you know what, if we don't get, if we're not being offered, if we haven't negotiated the return that we really think the number one pick is worth, all right, Will Anderson, here we go. Let's ride. Is he? I don't know. I mean, I love him. I think he's going to be a pro bowler. Um, number one overall pick in this cycle with the position the Bears are in. I think you're better off. My, my anticipation is that you'll be better off dropping down somewhere within the top four <laughs> and still have a chance to take Will Anderson and or Jalen Carter, right. you know, something like that. And you'll still give yourself options, accumulate more resources for your roster. I don't think this doesn't feel like the draft, at least so far. Now, again, you know, combines next week. We'll have more information at that point. But with the data I have available to me right now, this feels like a draft where a quarterback will go number one. 
perhaps even multiple quarterbacks in those top couple of picks. So the Bears trading down multiple slots. My impression is you'll still have a chance to get one of those great defensive linemen. Back out to the phones we go at 312-644-6767. Jim in Racine, you are on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Hello, Zach and Anthony. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, what do you really think? If we tried to trade Justin Fields, what would we get? And the other thing is, is the mere fact that we put him on the block. I mean, nobody knows this guy like we do, right? We've, you know, we coach him, Etsy knows him. If we try to trade him, what are we signaling about Fields, right? Are we, is somebody going to say, well, if the Bears want to get rid of him, we're willing to, maybe he's worth a second or uh, a low first. And second thing I wanted to get your view on is I, I don't know how anybody can look at these uh, a guy like uh, Bryce Young, who has been in Alabama, great team around him at all times, and compare him with Fields. What happened to Fields, his first game, you'll remember, he went out and played against the Browns, and he had Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett killing him. He was sacked nine times, right? That never should have happened. Reed never would have done that with Mahomes. So, and, and Fields took that. I mean, he came back. He never got demoralized. I think he's a keeper. I really do. I, th- I think that's that's fair. The The evaluation of the current quarterbacks, now, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm leaving my mind open to the, the notion that we'll see some things in Indy. I'll hear some things from folks who are in Indy that they could potentially change my mind. Just like Ryan Pohl saying he'll have to be blown away. I would find it shocking. And to me, it's not only the fact that the the Bears, I believe, should at least feel like Justin Fields is worthy of another season, another look, but this opportunity with the number one overall pick, I don't only view it through the lens of this opportunity to maybe nab your franchise QB. I think it's even more valuable as an opportunity to bolster your roster because your roster is so devoid of talent at so many different yeah, spots. See, that's, that's the tough part of all of this is when you try to compare – the Bears to the 49ers or or the Eagles. I mean, those two are the best rosters in football. You can't just say, oh, if you give Justin Fields that, Justin Fields may never have that talent around him with the Bears. Well, that's not the reason to move on from him, though, right? Because you can't surround him in talent. No, no, but what what I'm saying is, I I think just this notion that all you have to do is just surround him with talent, and all of a sudden he's going to take that next step. Well, obviously, (laughs) you would want to see that happen, but... Look at where the Bears are. Mm-hmm. This is the worst team in the National Football League record-wise. There are so many holes the Bears have across the board. They have a defensive-minded head coach who can't run his defense. <laughs> Think about it. Mm-hmm. That's and, a really good point, though, Zach, because like, how long did it take the Eagles to put together that offensive line? Right. You know, like it wasn't yeah. just like it was a couple seasons. Like, I mean, Lane Johnson, all those guys, like Travis or Jason Kelsey's been on that team for a decade. Like, that's, you know decades worth of building you're accumulating all that talent accumulating all that pass rush all all those different defensive linemen that the eagles have over there that secondary there's been season over season of it and then you you add to it the ability where you know hey a lot of folks were in on carson wentz he looked exceptional early in his career they move on from him after drafting jalen hurts when they already had supposedly their quarterback of the future they draft jalen hurts in the second round just as kind of insurance if carson wentz couldn't stay healthy then Jalen Hurts steps onto the field, and he wasn't exceptional off the bat, mm-hmm. but had all those intangibles they were hoping for. They found a way to play some winning football a couple of seasons into it. And now this year, 
you know, everything pops for them. And he's an MVP candidate, and they're in the Super Bowl. And, and to be fair, I, I think another aspect of this is when Nick Sirianni was hired as the head coach of the Eagles, he was the offensive play caller. It wasn't working for him. <laughs> and he gave up play calling duties in the middle of, of last season, not this past year, but last season. Shane Steichen takes over, and, and, and Steichen's had a lot of experience working with a variety of different quarterbacks over the course of his career, from Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert to now Jalen Hurts. So I, I think he was able to make that connection, figure out, all right, what can we do with Jalen Hurts and what we have? They, they made strides last year. They made the playoffs. And then, man, you saw the mega leap in large part because same offense, year two, and you infused more talent around him. Not easy to do. They, they, they hit home runs across the board. And when they didn't, they had the flexibility. For example, Jalen Rieger was the, the guy that they drafted. He wasn't the guy right. at, at the receiver position. They admitted their mistake went out and had the capital to be able to acquire A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I think that takes a little bit of time to, to put together. And we still don't know what Ryan Poles is as a general manager. It doesn't right. mean he can't be good. Yeah, Doesn't mean he – I just think that the easy part was ripping this whole thing down because it wasn't working. Now you got to build it back up. <laughs> now the fun starts. Mm-hmm. And, and where he has the opportunity to prove what, what he truly is as a talent, talent evaluator, as a negotiator of contracts, you know, in this free agent cycle where you're wondering are, how many true blue chippers are there? How many guys do you want to take up significant portions of your salary cap, whether that's on the offensive line, on the defensive line? And then if you're lucky enough and it's, it's Justin Fields, who is your, your quarterback, whether it's a season from now, two seasons from now, when you're ready to truly pay that position, then what what is your cap situation when all that ends up coming around? You can't necessarily push pause on all these other things, just assuming if you're Ryan Poles, you're going to still be the guy here right, four right. or five years from now. But you do have to have some sort of a long-ranging view of of how you want this franchise to have continued success, to to be able to take the North and and not give it back, like he says at the opening presser, because you're not in the position Ryan Pace was in at the end. Like Ryan Pace pushes all those chips into the middle at the end, even in the midst of drafting. Justin Fields because he had been here so long. You're seven years in. You got to do something. You're you're in a show-me moment right there with the time Matt Nagy had been and time Mm -hmm. Ryan Pace had been in. So they were in show-me moment. I think Ryan Poles recognizes he's at least got a few seasons to put this together. You want it to be an emerging winning formula, but I don't think everything has to be on the table for them like a year from now or all is lost. That's Anthony Heron. I'm Zach Zaidman. We're in for Parkinson Spiegel. Join us, 312-644-6767. Your calls on the Bears next on The Score. You're listening to Zach Zaidman and Anthony Heron on 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. In for Parkinson. I just learned that, uh, you know, man, he's an amazing athlete. You know, he really is, and he's really, uh, you know, can really lead this team. You know, and he's done that. He's done a good job of that. And he's certainly developing. You know, we know that. And he's going to continue to develop as we go. My apologies. He's not Zaytman and I'm having here. I mean, <laughs> Matt Eberflus, I, I humbly apologize. I did not mean to cut you off, especially making such a great point. It's clear the head coach is a huge fan of his quarterback, mm. Justin Fields. And, yes, Anthony Heron is here. I'm Zach Zaytman. We're in for Parkinson Spiegel on this Get holiday Get your track Monday. shoes on because we're running.
Yeah. See, we're we're on the go all the time That's here right. on this Monday until six o'clock. Next hour, we talk a lot of baseball. We'll be joined by Tony Andraki, who covers the Cubs for Marquee Sports Network at five o'clock, and then at five twenty-five, we switch gears, talk socks with James Fegan from the Athletic. With with all your baseball travels, are you able to? Like, you know, you don't look mm-hmm. like you've let yourself go or anything. Are you able to like while you're on the road, lengthy road trip, to get out? do some running you use the facilities like the, the fitness centers at hotels you're at like how do you go about that in the thick of your baseball schedule so in since the pandemic started and that changed my whole workout thing I, i've been running outside no matter the okay. weather so that that's helped yeah. and sometimes if it's really cold i might not run i'll walk mm. but yeah so uh, a lot of that because i feel like if you are not physically fit it's tough <laughs> to be right mentally for uh, a baseball season it's uh, nonstop, you know yeah. Right. That's that's the way I operate. The Johnny Cueto approach. Yeah. And and again, I have to compensate for the hair. So I'm always <laughs> looking to try and, and work on the physique. Uh, that, that's just, I, I should invoice you for this. The hair is this. striking. The hair is it's, very striking. Thank it you is. very much. It is. It's, it makes a statement. It, it definitely, it makes something. <laughs> <laughs> As I, 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 I've stolen this line from Seinfeld. It, yes, it's real. It's spectacular. Uh-huh. And it's a great conversation starter. Yeah, I bet. When I... I always say that I could go on TV, right? Anchor uh, sports uh-huh. every evening in Chicago, and I could wear a uh, a sport coat, no shirt underneath, and, and people would go, "Wow, his hair's red." You should grow it out, man. Go with the Conan O'Brien look. Like just just let that thing rock. Why don't you get a few more inches? Well, on it? you know what they say: you never want too much of a good thing. Ah, right. I yeah, got you. that's yeah. that's my attitude. Thinking of what uh, you're putting down. <laughs> Deal. We've been talking a lot of football this hour on the score, really uh, for for most of the show, because the Bears are the biggest sports story, I think, uh, this offseason until the draft. And that includes the beginning of baseball season because they're in such a prominent position with the sport America loves the most, Mm -hmm. right? Football. They got the number one pick until they trade that away. The Bears are the story. Right assuming they'll trade that away, will they? Will they get the kind of haul that makes it worth their while to trade the top overall pick? Or could they be put in a position where, you know what? It's not worth it. Hmm. We're going to take best player available, number one overall. Well, what was the guy's name that Kevin Costner drafted? Was it Vontae Mack or whatever? Like if Will Anderson is their Vontae Mack? Mm -hmm. Um, there, there could be some version of that. You could know, be Jalen Carter? Could be Jalen Carter mm-hmm. if they, they get to Indy and they're doing their pro days and they're going out to meet with prospects or flying guys in and have the the ability to to really get to know them as people. And it's part of, you know, the conversation I was having to, with, with Parkins even talking about like the, the way organizations have the ability to resource some of these times in football just through the, the Mike Clevenger lens of all right, well, how didn't they know this and why didn't they do background checks and all that. Like in football, there's no doubt. They, they put a lot of resources into that. But just even as simple as just sitting down with this prospect that you're going to invest millions of dollars, perhaps at some point tens of millions of dollars in and being a part of your franchise and, and saving your job or giving you longevity and everything else, then you, know, you, you want – you want to feel like that individual is going to fit you. And I could certainly see where they get really enamored with Will Anderson and say that, you know what, if he goes out and, and runs a, you know, if he weighs 270 and runs a 4.5 at the combine and has a 38-inch vertical leap and reps out 30 on the bench, then everybody in the football world might say, well, why wouldn't the Bears just take him at number one? 
you know, like, oh, you got this 5'10 quarterback who weighs 30 pounds, and you got this other guy who decided the last game of his college career is going to finally run around. There's question marks with all those guys. That is the prospect of this draft. So, I mean, maybe the Bears. Maybe the Bears just say, you know what, we've read the room. We're, we're getting him well, at number I, one. I, I bring it up because 2017, that, that awful year where the Bears signed Mike Lennon and then <laughs> traded up to, to draft Mitch Trubisky, and then uh, they took Adam Shaheen in round two. Forget that for a second. <laughs> that awful year. That <laughs> that awful, terrible, no good, very bad year. And that was also the draft where Patrick Mahomes, you might have heard, was available and, and Deshaun Watson. Anyway, 2017 season is my year. Yeah, and and <laughs> was it ever? Four games. Speaking of redheads. The yeah. top overall pick that Aren't you year, supposed to have his back, by the way? I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, aren't, aren't all you redheads supposed to stick together? Um, uh, it's it's a performance-oriented industry. He definitely <laughs> did not perform. I'm not saying I am, but uh, you know, if, if you want production, you weren't getting it from him. Yeah. Uh, number one overall pick, 20. 20- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 17, Cleveland, Miles Garrett. The kind of player you just talked about when it comes to, right? A game-changing, game-record defensively. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Browns regret not trading out of that pick? in a draft that had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? I love that question. My my impre- like If I were in that personnel room with the Browns, I would feel like we made the best decision we had available to us with, with the information and the infrastructure we had at the time. You could certainly make the case that Patrick Mahomes and or Deshaun Watson wouldn't have been exactly what their, what their on-field playing career developed into early in their NFL career were both pretty quickly said, all right, you're looking at a future star there, quarterback. Right, no home. one said that. No, no, nope. I mean, I, I certainly didn't. I was, you know, I, I said Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback in this cycle, but, he, you know, Bears don't need to worry about taking him in the top three. Like, that's just not, he's not worthy of that pick. After, I don't know, Miles Garrett, Jamal Adams, like somebody like that. So, I mean, it, you know, I thought Deshaun Watson was the best of that group, but I didn't think he was worthy of a top three pick because he just, he didn't seem to have that degree of can't miss to him and Patrick Mahomes certainly wasn't viewed as a guy who had that degree of can't miss to him. Miles Garrett did, and you know he's he's worked out really well for them. But yeah, the Browns have still been that. It's a part of why they make the reach of all reach that has so many NFL uh, team owners around the league befuddled, upset, angry at them for guaranteeing a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy coming out of the legal ramifications of everything that Deshaun Watson did, and. They were willing to do that because they're desperate. And at the time, 
they, they felt like they made the the most accurate assessment that they could. So I wouldn't, if I were there, if I was in Cleveland, I wouldn't look back at it, look back at it and say that we blew it because you did get a blue chip prospect who's of who's setting up a Hall of Fame level career for you, and you're looking for that at number one. You, you can't have guarantees at that spot, but. You, know, you, you got that right because you got a guy who's playing at a level that's worthy of that number one overall pick. And I bring that up because uh, there is obviously power in numbers. If you can trade down and acquire more draft picks, that would be obviously the ideal scenario for the Bears with the number one overall pick. But Will Anderson's a special player. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter's a special player. Right. You can't trade down too much mm-hmm. and still expect to get those guys. And that's where being able to assess, you're, you're assessing two things at the combine. You're assessing the prospects themselves. You're also reading the room. You're, you're also getting a sense for how other teams view those prospects. What value do they place on them? And then that's where you'll put that into your, your calculus of if we're willing to give up the number one overall pick, how far does it make sense for us to drop to still try and get our guy? You know, we still want to get our guy. We still want to get a blue-chip prospect who will come in and be an immediate high-level contributor. You you want that in the whole top ten, let alone if you're staying in, in the top five or if you're going number one overall. So for Ryan Poles, that'll be a part of that calculus for him is just to determine how far can we drop. If we're willing to drop, how far can I go to still get my guy, to still get a blue-chipper? And maybe my guy at number two is, is one prospect. Maybe my guy at number four is a different prospect. How low am I willing to go? If, if you're willing to expound, you know, expand your mind to thinking offensive tackle, maybe, maybe number eight is, is where you're willing to go. Like how low can you go to still get somebody who you view as a blue chipper who comes in day one and is ready to roll? Doesn't mean that you know, he won't develop as, as you keep rolling with him, but you don't want to come out of this draft without a blue chip. You're hoping multiple blue chip prospects if you accumulate extra capital. But if you stay at number one, you want it to be from someone who's a game record day one. Someone who immediately helps you become better. Three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. Out to the phones we go. Clay is in Cole City. Hi, Clay. You're on the score. How you doing? I was listening to you all, and you guys gave me this idea. And it's basically listening to you about uh, needing multiple players to have a Super Bowl roster. First of all, I'd like to say I like Justin Fields because I think he's a strong, good leader and Bears haven't had a leader at quarterback forever. The idea that you gave me, you're talking about this draft, trading fields, trading the first pick. What happens if they do it all? A fourth option, trade fields, trade the first pick, because next year's draft has Marvin Harrison Jr., and you might get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in the same draft. Crazy idea, but just listening to you guys. Good luck. It is a crazy idea. Because then you wouldn't have a quarterback at all. <laughs> and that's bad. I'm trying to think. Like, was I missing his point? So if you trade down <laughs> from number one and next year you're going to have the ability to get Marvin Harrison Jr., then where, where are you getting your quarterback from? Maybe I, maybe I misunderstood his point there. Maybe, maybe he's thinking you trade down this year and you still get a QB who's not Justin Fields. I, then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like multiple picks. Maybe he meant to say he's getting Caleb Williams and Marvin oh, Harrison. Oh, maybe that makes maybe, sense. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, if you traded yeah. Fields, you can't really do a Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow right. without yeah. one of those guys. You, you need your Joe Burrow before you can add Jamar to uh, Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. You can make a legitimate argument about both. If, if you want to trade Justin Fields because you think one of these quarterbacks available in this year's draft is 
is better. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. If you feel Justin Fields is better than any of the quarterbacks available, then you trade the top overall pick. I get that too. Trading both the top pick <laughs> and Justin Fields away doesn't quite help you get to where you want to go. It's overkill. It's doing too much, <laughs> which people have a tendency to to do sometimes. When the world is your oyster, sometimes you you know you get a little fat and happy. You overdo it. Three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. Back to the phones we go. Mike in Lombard, you are on the score. Hey guys, how you doing? All right. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I've been watching the Bears since the 70s. To think about trading Justin Fields is crazy, but only the Bears organization and people in Chicago are actually talking about it. Look, um, you know, if they, if they traded him for Lamar Jackson, which I, don't, I wouldn't do, you know what Lamar Jackson is in the NFL. To think about one of these college quarterbacks, I mean, Jalen Hurts, wasn't Jalen Hurts until you got him a line in A.J. Brown. And we don't know how good Fields is going to be, but until you get him one of these receivers in the line, this guy's got leadership, the last caller said. He's got poise. Um, Bryce Young could be the next Ryan Leaf 2.0. And when you say you got to at least evaluate him, how do you evaluate a college guy until he takes a snap in the NFL? They get, you know. That's ridiculous. Brian Leaf looked good, too. All these guys look good out of college. You cannot compare and evaluate Bryce Young or Stroud to a guy like Fields who's played in the NFL and has all the intangibles. I must admit, uh, and this is going back to before I was being paid by anyone to give my opinions on sports, but (laughs) back in the 90s when when Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf were that that debate Mm -hmm. at the top two draft spots, even as a youngster, as I'm looking at it, I remember thinking, you know what? Like Ryan Leaf at Washington State, he's not surrounded by the talent Peyton Manning's surrounded by. And he's a, you know, he seems like a really fiery guy. You know, he's going to come in super competitive. He's built like a house. He's got the biggest arm in the draft. Ryan Leaf is the way to go. Peyton Manning, uh, you know, Tennessee's got a bunch of talent. Had, gave up a couple of fourth quarter leads. He may be fine, but I'm betting my money on Ryan Leaf. But I missed on that. Some others missed on it as well. Well, he did give up a couple fourth quarter leads against Tom Brady, so it's not he like did that. you were... <laughs> he did that. I wasn't completely off in that assessment between the, the two of those. I'm just laughing because if we go by the attitude that, well, you, you just can't, you, you can't take a chance on someone in the college ranks because they haven't played, uh, the, the teams that correctly identify quarterbacks win and win a lot. You know, like, I, I, I didn't know that Joe Burrow would be this good, this fast in the NFL. But Cincinnati didn't hesitate, and they had a a good quarterback in Andy Dalton. It's not like Andy Dalton was the Bears version when he was in Cincinnati. He had led them to the playoffs several times. They decided to take Joe Burrow because they felt not only was he better, but he would continue to ascend. All I'm saying is, and I don't know the answer to this, Mm -hmm. But we've heard other people say, people in the know, that truly believe Bryce Young can be the next Drew Brees. If you believe that, and I don't know what Ryan Poles believes, but if you believe that, mm-hmm. boy, that'd be hard to pass up. I don't care how good you think Justin Fields can be. If you knew you were... If you think Justin Fields can be the next Steve Young, then you're comfortable with that. Right. With passing on the next Drew Brees. Because you got one that, great but quarterback already. Right. You would want, man, he better be a Hall of Famer if you're giving up on one. Because that's basically what a whole bunch of teams did in 2017. You could not do more in terms of putting together a college resume. You could not do more than Deshaun Watson did. 
and he was the third quarterback taken in 2017. I, I, Mitchell Trubisky played what? Uh, one season as a starter? Once, one season as right. a starter. Patrick yeah. Mahomes had all these reps, and you, you see where that led. I, I just think you, the best evaluators are able to sift through all that stuff and correctly identify who is going to be able to take their teams to the next level. There's there, there's levels to all of this, of mm-hmm. course. You know, Justin Fields didn't hasn't performed through two seasons at the level of a of a Justin Herbert who's like, all right, you know, that's obvious right away. That that's your franchise QB. Joe Burrow, there's no doubt about it. You gotta stick with that guy. Justin Fields hadn't performed at that level. But each of those individuals are in you know, demonstrably better situations offensively, franchise top to bottom, really, in some ways, than the Bears are. And I think a, a general consensus seems to be that Justin Fields overperformed what, what was around him for this season. Uh, and I, I did end up looking at the tweet I had. I know we're going to get to break in a moment. That eight-game stretch as a passer was 67% completions, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 98 quarterback rating between the New England game and the Buffalo game. That was Justin Fields as a passer – while throwing to a bunch of guys who play volleyball with the football when you throw it to them. <laughs> so I, I was I was impressed with his growth as a, as a passer this year. And, and you're not the only one. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who believe that if you, you give him players that can truly make an impact as pass catchers, which mm-hmm. he really didn't have this past season, maybe you give him a little bit of a better offensive line than he's had or, or make that offensive line better. You add a little bit to that defense where you can play a little bit more complimentary football that you'll see uh, a meteoric rise in Justin Fields from year two to year three. And for the first time in his professional career, back to back years in the same offense. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Zach Sademan, Anthony Heron in for Parkinson Spiegel on the score. And he's got red hair and it bothers me, man. This is a tough throw-in for Barron. It's a spot throw-in. Oh, and Cobb with the tip to Jackson Davis. We're tied. Bowie looking, working, driving inside. Hook is good. 2.7 to go. Put Shafino for the win. Off the rim. Northwestern knocks off their fourth game against a ranked opponent. Kevin Kugler with the call on the Big Ten Network. And now, because Northwestern has been so successful this season in upsetting top 25 teams, the Wildcats are now one of the big boys. They are ranked 21 in the top 25 poll, which is an amazing story. When you think about where people had Chris Collins a year ago at this time, there were a lot of NU alums and fans that said, you know what? Got to get rid of this guy. He, <laughs> there's no way he can take you back to where they were when he when he had him in the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. Programs going backwards. He lost. Remember, at the end of last season, he lost a couple of big men to the ACC. And look at him now. One of those big men also uh, transferred from when I, the game I went to. I was there at Welsh Shrine when Northwestern played Indiana 
uh, a few evenings ago, and Miller Cop is now yeah. one of the Indiana Hoosiers. And uh, there was, let's say, some some profane chants that were being uttered from the the Wildcats <laughs> student section at Miller Cop. Uh, but it's 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 been a fanatical atmosphere at Welsh Shrine in this string of home games they've had between taking down number one. Purdue taking down a top 15 Indiana program and now defeating my Iowa Hawkeyes. And so what Chris Collins has done this season has been remarkably unexpected. And for for Northwestern to now be in the national rankings in the midst of a season where they are now alone at number two in the Big Ten, just behind a Purdue program that's been number one in the country more than most of the other programs combined in, in the college men's college basketball season so far this year, you were talking about their experience they have in the backcourt between Chase Audige and Boo Booey. A couple of guys who've played a lot of basketball yes. for the Cats. Together. Together. Haven't always made the best late-game decisions, and shot selection hasn't always been great, but they've come together. And, and defensively, as much as anywhere, is where game in, game out, they have been exceptional. And having them buy in on that end of the court. But now... You see him hitting shots. Like, they outshot Iowa. Iowa was one of the top offenses in college basketball. They outshot Iowa at Welsh Ryan yesterday. So, Northwestern is playing beyond what anyone expected. You know, 13, 14 in the Big Ten were the predictions during the preseason. And to see them now in the top 25 and solidified, mm-hmm. they, they are going to make the NCAA tournament for the second time in program history. And a lot of these other accolades, just new thresholds that are being hit. Another 20-win season, only done that a handful of times. Yeah. Tied for the most Big Ten wins they've ever had in the regular season Amazing. in program history as well. This is a historic year they're having. And while they did, Miller Cop would be three big men uh, that have transferred out in the last few years uh, for Chris Collins because Ryan Young transferred out, yeah. Nance transferred out, and obviously Cop. But, you know, Matthew Nicholson in the middle has been a, a nice defensive presence. Robbie Barron, mm-hmm. every year he gets better and better. They've got a guy off the bench, Brooke Barnheiser, who's uh, a little spark plug. There, there's a lot to like about uh, what Northwestern has done. And when you play defense like that and you talked about the backcourt, that's something that isn't a fluke. That's mm-hmm. something that usually wins you uh, uh, at least a few games come NCAA tournament time. All right, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to pivot and talk baseball when we come back. We'll go out to Cubs camp, then we'll also visit Sox camp. So much to talk about. Anthony Heron is here. I'm Zach Zaidman. We are in for Parkins and Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.